Welcome to the FootballCoachesCorner.com podcast, where football coaches come to collaborate. On today's podcast, we answer a question that a lot of people ask, how much is too much? This is Mark Holcomb with the Football Coaches Corner podcast. Now, we received quite a bit of mail, emails, and DMs on Twitter, so I just want to go uh, answer a question that we get quite a bit. And, uh, you know, this question is, how many plays are too many? Now, this is, uh, you know, there are a lot of different philosophies when you start talking about this, you know, and I think the, uh, the, the scheme that you run plays a very important part in this too. You know, whether you're a wing T, obviously if you're a wing T, you're probably going to have a couple more run schemes. Um, you know, if you're a, a spread or empty, you're obviously going to have more more passing schemes and fewer running schemes, whether you're an option, you know, the, the, the different tags you may have on your options. Uh, if you're an I team, there's obviously – I think the, the biggest thing you have to do is you have to look at, uh, you know, what you can work in in practice, how much practice time you have and how many times you can, uh, you know, c- complete these or, uh, you know, go through these. A lot of people say that, you know, uh, and I think this is college and NFL level, but it you know it has a, a lot to do with a uh, with high school too. You know I've heard people say that you have to practice a play over a hundred times to be good at it. Well, when you think about that with your offensive line, your offensive line is getting a a lot of work during individual. You know how many times is your your receiver running that pass route or running a, your quarterback throwing that route? So I think there's a lot of things. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you uh, you know just kind of the way we break things down. Uh, in 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 our offense now we are for those of you who've listened before and you know that we're uh, mainly an 11 to 10 personnel uh, spread offense you know probably in the past couple of years we've leaned more towards the run uh, probably I would say about 65 uh, percent run and then that depends upon you know the types of players you have uh, you know where the strength of your team is at and uh you know, that's something that we can talk about at a later time when you're, you know, talk about getting your best players the ball. But um, so basically what we do is, you know, when you start talking about the first thing is your run play. You know, how do you want to build your, your run plays? Well, I think you have to have a, a run that gets downhill that is a physical run. And then you also have to, you know, have a, a run that is a C-gap or a D-gap run, something that can, you know, get outside. Because if you don't, you're going to see teams that just pinch the middle of you and make everything bounce and they're going to make that so the biggest thing i I think is when i start talking about you know the number of running plays is i guess the number of running schemes are probably more important to to me so in the uh in the past you know i don't want to overload my offensive alignment so we've been you know inside zone and outside zone and so those are just two schemes they're two two zone schemes that are very similar obviously your aiming points are different in each of those uh, schemes but also uh, we're going to also have a physical gap downhill run. So uh, that can be power, that can be counter. Uh, you know, I know, uh, you know, watching ESPN the other night, uh, you know, I was watching IMG and uh, Bobby Acosta talks about how he only basically took two runs into his uh, uh, season, and that was inside zone with various tags to that and uh, pin pull, what some people call truck or old school buck sweep uh, uh, out of the gun. So, you know, but I think also you have to look at the – the players that he has compared to some of the players that, that, you know, the average person has. So he didn't probably need as many schemes. So we go into a season with, 
four running schemes or four, four, four running plays, basically what I would consider to be two running schemes. That's a zone scheme and a gap scheme. Now we're going to do, you know, I've, I've uh, you know, if you have power uh, and you have counter, you know, I think what you can do to kind of limit yourself or make things easier, and I've seen a lot of coaches do this and have a lot of success, is they've ran, uh, you know, power only to the right and counter only to the left. So what this does is this gets your, uh, you know, your your kids used to, you know, having a gap scheme to both sides, but the number of reps you have to get, you're not, you know, because when you think about it, if you're adding four runs, then you're really adding eight runs, you know, where you're running, uh, you know, four to each side. So I think you have to look at that in terms of, uh, you know, how you're going to do that and, you know, what you're going to uh, to put in when you start doing those things. So let's say you're going to go inside zone, outside zone, uh, power to the right, counter to the left. Uh, you know, you can, you can add one more scheme, which would give you, uh, you know, obviously four total, uh, you know, based on the side you want to run it to. Uh, and then you have to, you know, we all, I think, add, add tags to our schemes. Now, when you start adding tags, I think you have to figure out who does this affect the most. So, you know, if you're running uh, an inside zone scheme and you want to, uh, you know, run split zone, so you want to take the, the H back or the full back, whatever it may be in your offense, all the way back across the ball, you know, this doesn't affect, but really when you think about it, one player, it affects that H back uh, that you have up in there, the rest of your guys uh, you know, continue to block things the same way. So that's an inexpensive tag, I think. Um, when you when you get into other tags, I think another inexpensive tag, obviously, is uh, if you run a lot of zone read and you have a, a quarterback who can, you know, get yards would be, you know, adding in something there like a, a bluff, you know, a bluff scheme where your H goes all the way across and then, you know, you read the end and now he's a, a, you know, a lead blocker for you. So that could be another inexpensive tag. You know, when you start getting into all the fold the fold tags, uh, you know, a lot of people would argue that that doesn't affect a lot, but I think when you start doing that, you're having to, you know, do different kinds of blocks. Uh, you know, we have in the past also ran a lock scheme uh, where we just lock the backside of inside or outside zone, and we can do one of two things here. We can read the backside linebacker or the frontside linebacker, or we can lead up an H-back in there. So, again, a very inexpensive tag that makes your runs look a little bit, you know, a little bit different. Now, when you start getting your your, uh, your, your passing game, what we've done is we've decided to, uh, this may limit us somewhat, but we've decided to make our quick game and our RPO exactly the same. So if we want to, you know, run a hitches, that's our quick game and that's our RPO tag. If we want to run slants, that's a quick game and that's an RPO tag. So we have five of those tags, all right, and where we, where we end up, making up for this is we only have three dropback schemes. You know, if, if we're in a situation where we're running uh, a lot of dropback uh, passing plays, then, you know, uh, you know we're, we're probably uh, either behind or in a two-minute setting and two-minute offense is totally different than what we're doing here. Uh, but, you know, we want to do this. And another reason we do that is because of pass pro. You know, we want uh, a lot of our quick game and RPO stuff comes off of uh, what a lot of people consider to be play action, but we'll run, you know, inside zone, we'll lock it, and we'll run, uh, you know, our, our quick game off of that and try to protect every gap with an H-back going up in there. Uh, we'll run split zone and try to protect that. And we only carry uh, basically a five-man pass pro and a six-man pass pro. That's all we carry in our, uh, you know, it's, but everything else is, is tied to it when you start talking about your RPO runs. As long as you make sure that your quarterback understands 
you know, where he's covered uh, from, from C-gap to C-gap as he covered, you know, uncovered on the front side or uncovered on the back side. You know, your quarterback has to do that. And when we build our uh, drop back game, we also want our quarterback to know, you know, where is uh, his hot routes. So we want to build that into most of our drop back stuff is five-man protection. So uh, we've got, you know, swinging to running back or getting him out in the in the flats with arrow routes or things like that or just lining up and empty and trying to work from that situation. So, uh, you know, that's where we make up. Now you may, you know, you may look at your offense and say, okay, we want – We've got a gunslinger. We've got some really good receivers. We want to go three runs, and we want to go five or six dropbacks. You know, so that that could change from uh, you know where you're looking at too. Uh, we also part of our quick game RPO uh, passing game is you know are built in some screens. So those screens, I think we probably have around four screens total. That's uh, including our our outside screens and our inside what would be slow screens, fast screens. You know, we don't have a ton of those. Uh, so when when you look at that, but that's also what we use as a you know an outside running play. So instead of running you know some something that would be traditional uh, like a uh, you know an outside zone play or something like that, you can you know cheat that and, and play your screens and look for that C gap or D gap defender. And now you're throwing that ball quick out there, and you're seeing a lot of teams that are running jets and doing things like that to try to get the ball on the edge. So um, we basically, if I had to break it down, would say we have four screens. Uh, now, inside your drop back game, we incorporate all of our boot game is, you know, we want to carry it over and we want to run draw our, our drop back and our boot game. We want to keep those as similar as we can too. So let's just say you're a, a team that runs uh, sale. So you want to run sale. Well, sale can be a drop back concept, but sale can also be a bootleg concept. And let's say that you want to run you know, you always, when you're, when you're booting to the right, you want to run sail. And when you're booting to the left, you want to run a, a flood concept or a crossing concept. I think that makes things easier for your quarterback, makes things easier on your receivers. And, again, you're getting that carryover. Now, now again, I think the question you have to ask yourself is, you know, how big is the boot game going to be in your offense? If the boot game is going to be big, then you might want to, you know, take out a quick game. Uh, and, and add something into your boot. But, you know, when you start looking at this and you start to figure these things out, so, all right, four, we've done four runs. We've done three drop-back passes. We've done five quicks or RPOs, which are the same. We've done four screens, and now we've got two boots. So that's a, a total of 18 plays. All right, now when you look at that, that's really a total of 36 plays if, let's just say if you're going – everything to the right and to the left all right so now if you're if you're running power only to the right and counter only to the left obviously you've cut that down now all right and into 34 plays so anytime you can you know take one of those things maybe you just want to run your slow screen uh with your running back to the left well if you do that now you're down to 33 plays so you know i think the biggest thing is when you when you build your offense each week you know you want to make sure that you can you know, take these plays that you're, you know, looking at. Because in, in a regular game, if you are a fast-paced offense, then you might get, uh, you know, 80 plays. And I think that obviously also depends on the team you're playing. You know, if they're a fast-paced offense, you can add plays to that. If they're a, you know, a wing tee or a slow-down offense, you know, uh, somebody wants to limit the amount of touches you have, then, you know, you could go down to, uh, you know, as, as, as small as 60 plays, 55 to 60 plays. Well, 
if you go into a game with, with 36 plays and you're only going to get to run, you know, let's just meet in a happy meeting, you're going to get to run 65 plays, then, you know, you're kind of running out of time there for, uh, you know, some of your plays. And obviously, uh, you know, if you run inside zone and that's your play and that continues to work, you might run that five, six, seven, ten times in a game. So, you know, you end up practicing plays that you're, you know, you're not going to, uh, you're not going to run. And I think after you come up with these plays, then you take time to go in and sit down and look at, you know, these are my first down calls. These are my open field calls. You know, these are my uh, third and short calls. Build those in within your offense so that you can keep those numbers. So if, if I had to say, you know, guess a number, I'm going to say uh, between 32 and 38 plays is what you should have. Now, what we're going to do every every week is we're going to build in a, a special formation or a shift or something like that just to make a team, you know, it might be – it might be four to one side one week. The next week it might be an unbalanced set just to make people, you know, have to spend time and have to prepare for that because we can pull that out at any time we want to. And within those plays, now that you have the base plays, and if you want to go back and listen to uh, the podcast I did a few weeks ago which talked about play buckets, uh, you know, I think that you would get more mileage out of that if you build your offense into your inside run schemes your outside run schemes, all right, your quick passes and RPOs and your dropbacks, and then you take time to put your formations, motions, and shifts together, then I think you're going you're gonna to find out that your offense is everything you need it to be, and all that you have to do each week is take those base plays, line them up with your formations that you feel good about, the shifts or motions that you feel good about, and like I said before, add a wrinkle in there, add a trick play, add a special formation. Maybe you want to you know, direct snap it to your to your guy. Maybe your guy's your your uh, you know a slot receiver. So you want to put in a package where you you put two plays in and you snap him the football and uh, you know he can you know throw it on one play and run it on the other. So I'm just you know just using examples there. But uh, you know when you get above forty to fifty plays, I think you're you're doing yourself some some disservice because you're not going to be able to practice those plays in practice. Uh, you know, so I think that that's one of the things that you have to look at when you're starting to build your play. But, you know, try it out one time. Go into a game, uh, you know, or go into a, a week of practice and, and take a, a script sheet out and, and put down, you know, 30 plays. All right. And I think that you're going to find out that if you break those 30 plays into, you know, down and distance plays, that you're going to have enough that you need in that. And, you know, the next week, I would try to go, you know, I've played against coaches before and, and talked to those guys after the game and continue to talk to those guys quite a bit. You know, they're going into games with 14 plays. And, uh, you know, so when you when you look at that, I think you got to figure out, you know, where am I trying to attack? If, if this team has a really, really, uh, you know, uh, poor linebacker, uh, maybe he's, he's an overhang linebacker, an outside guy, then that's the guy I'm going to attack. So I'm going to build my offense to try and attack that play, you know, that, that, that position on the field. You know, maybe their uh, their corners are, are, are not as good or they're really good at covering but not good at, at, at tackling. They just don't want to tackle. So I'm going to spend as much time as I can trying to figure out how I can get, you know, my guys in space with those guys and make them tackle. Uh, so I think those, those are adjustments. But obviously that's stuff you look at every week. And when you start breaking down film and start looking at those things. But, uh, 
you know, guys, I hope this this gives you a starting point. Again, I don't want to, you know, say this is a one-size-fits-all, you know, answer to how many plays you should run, but this is just something that we've done. You know, back when I first started coaching, uh, we could run anything from midline, veer, uh, you know, tall sweep, counter, power, trap, uh, old school isolation zone, split zone. I mean, we could run a lot of different things, but we were just not very good at, at running those plays. So, uh, you know, the, the more I coach, the more uh, that, that I, I get through this, I'm starting to figure out, and especially in this time of, of uh, you know, COVID, I think that we're, we're starting to figure out that, that less sometimes is more. And I think if you look at a lot of systems out there, you're going to find out that a lot of those systems say, you know, pick a couple of things, get really good at them against multiple fronts, uh, get really good at your, you know, your, your pass plays, make up pass plays that are going to be good against multiple coverages. You know, we haven't even started talking about getting into your, your, you know, your man beaters and things like that. So I think you have to, you know, start to figure out what am I going to do when a team, you know, goes man against me. And I think you can build those in. Now you're, you know, you're not changing your scheme up front. Now maybe, maybe you just want your quarterback to start running it and add that running back as an extra blocker to be able to cover that gap. You know, you, you might want to start talking about screens now. You might want to talk about, talk about motioning guys to make it harder for those people to follow them when you play man. So, again, I wouldn't go into this looking at changing my entire play uh, you know, system because we're playing a team that, you know, likes to send the house and likes to play man. Just go, again, go back and figure out in your base plays what you want to do. Get really, really good at those plays and then come off of a couple of things each week off of those plays. So, uh, Coach, I'd like to thank you for listening to the podcast uh, today. And if you have any questions or any ideas, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at FB Coaches Corner. Uh, if you have any comments or things that you'd like to hear, again, I got this idea from uh, the, the many people that uh, send us emails and send us questions about this. You can send us an email at fbcoachescorner at gmail.com. Uh, I want to invite you to visit our website, which is footballcoachescorner.com, for information about our game planning templates and our video scout checklist that are available there. We also have some free downloads that are available. It's easy to subscribe to that. You'll get our weekly uh, emails about these podcasts. Uh, we also have access to all of our previous podcasts on there. Uh, if this is your first time listening, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a rating and a review. Uh, your ratings and reviews, guys, help us. Uh, you know, obviously, we want that feedback to figure out what you know what we're doing uh, that that's helping you out, and maybe some things that we you know if you want to be a critic of it, uh, tell us some things that we need to work on to to make things a little bit better. But uh, this helps move our podcast up the rankings. And we would invite you to you know, find someone this week to share our podcast with uh, if you feel like they would enjoy it. If you have topics you would like for us to cover in the future, just let us know through either Twitter or email, and we'll be glad to get to those topics. And uh, if you'd like to be a, uh, you know, a guest on our podcast, uh, you know, it doesn't require uh, in, any previous training or anything. It's really simple. Uh, you know, I'll send you the questions we're going to talk about, and you can uh, you know, give us a call on the phone, and we'll tape that, and then we'll put that up and uh, – you know, you'll be a, a guest on our show. So we're always looking for ways to, uh, you know, connect with coaches, to collaborate with coaches. And uh, we appreciate you for uh, listening today. And uh, thanks again. And until next time, continue to coach with pride, passion, and a purpose.